there record on my audio. Audio is now being recorded. Okay. This time I'm going to start with making sure it's connected. It's connected. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a repeat of yesterday. I've got my chicken tenders on standby. Nice. I just finished my chicken tendies. Do you, do, you, <laughs> do you eat them with barbecue sauce or what do you eat them with? Naked. Because I care. I care more about the quality of the chicken. I'm just not a sauce person. I don't like most condiments. But I have been wanting to try Keith's chicken sauce of the Try Guys. Uh, the Try. Uh, he's from the Try Guys, and he made a chicken sauce and a taco sauce and a burger sauce that I want to try. Okay. No. Why? I feel like this eye is wider, and I don't know why. That happens to me. One eye is always looks more open. Yeah. Also, I'm wearing contacts at the at right now, so if I have to take off my lashes or my contacts, that's why. <laughs> I'm sorry for the accidental ASMR. I'm just hungry. We should just do an intro with ASMR. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, um, while Sierra is chewing in my ear, um, we should probably get started on this um, episode. Hi, this is our first official episode of, I, I feel like. The Irrelevant Opinions Podcast. Yeah, yeah, but like also our Instagram is that's irrelevant. So like it's either one, you can choose. Um, this is just a place where we give our opinions on things that you probably didn't ask for. Basically, we're just going to talk, we're going to use a word generator to figure out what we're going to talk about today. And then in the end, we're going to read Am I the Asshole um, Reddit stories. Because those are always entertaining. Or Karen stories. Th those are always, like, the, the most. Best. The most. That's, like, all I watch. Like, I'm still a person who uses Facebook, and they have the watch tab. And all the videos are, like, rescue animal videos, and they're so cute. Where, like, they take a mangy little puppy, and they raise him and rescue him. Or there's ridiculous Karen videos, and I'm here for both of them. Or randomly, sometimes, like, clips from, like, Criminal Minds and, like, the plethora of medical shows out and about. Oh, my God. I love – nothing, like, tickles my fancy more than Karen videos, honestly. Like, the last one with the Victor – did you see that – Ziggy? Ziggy, don't make me get the lighter. This dog is going to be my 13th reason. You're barking at nothing, quite literally. I'll get the lighter. It's right here. Shh. Anyway, did you see that video of that one Karen who she was the one who went into the store into a fight with a lady because she wouldn't wear a mask and started coughing on people? That one was ridiculous. Like, And she was charged with assault on a with a deadly weapon. And it was worse, too, because the person she coughed on was a cancer patient. My favorite thing about those videos is when the police are just done with their shit and just rack up the charges. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that. But oh my that video was the funniest thing ever where she was like giving her speech to like try and make the judge give her less time. And she was like throughout all no. this this has ruined my children's lives, my life, my husband's life. Nobody will talk to us anymore. I am so sorry to my family, to everyone. But, like, are you not sorry to the cancer patient that you coughed on? 
Also, like, was anyone honestly talking to you before that incident? Yeah, no. That's the real question. Like, I truly feel bad for the kids because, like, I feel like kids of Karens, they just have to deal with... Get up here. Or they become Karens. Honestly, I feel like they just always have to deal with the consequences of their actions. Like, their parents' actions. Like, the one video where the boy is literally physically pulling his mother away. Like, oh my god. Who the hell cares? (laughs) Like, oh my god. Um, There's this true crime YouTuber on YouTube, Bose Does True Crime. And she did one video on Dr. Amy Bishop, who is quite literally the biggest Karen I've ever witnessed in my entire life. The YouTuber or the person? The person, Dr. Amy Bishop. Like, to give you an example, um, she went into an IHOP one day in Virginia, wherever she lived, Alabama, wherever. And it starts with a restaurant. You know it's a Karen. Yeah. Honestly, it's always either IHOP or Denny's or Waffle House. What did they do to deserve this? Is it because they're 24 hours? It, probably. <laughs> but they're also doing the Lord's work. Um, shout out to all the Denny's, IHOP, and Waffle House workers out there. I worked a job like that in school. Wait, I worked across like the street from a bar at an overnight breakfast place. Oh. The amount of requests I got... And the unwanted touches. And I was just the hostess. Okay, but anyway, um, she went into this IHOP with her family. And she asked for a high chair for her kid. And the waitress is like, oh, I'm, just so- I'm so sorry. We just gave her last high chair to that lady over there for her kid. So Dr. Amy Bishop goes over to this mom and is like, give me the high chair. Imagine just like yeeting it from under the child. Just whoop. It, it gets worse. Like, she tried to yeet it from the child. <laughs> that like, was just a joke, Amy. It was a joke. <laughs> she was just like, the mom was like, no, I'm not going to give you my kid's high chair. I got it first. So she grabs the high chair and starts, like, trying to yank it from the mom. And they get into a fight. She starts beating the shit out of this poor mom while yelling, I'm Dr. Amy Bishop. You're a doctor. You should know better. She's barely a fucking doctor. She was a professor at University of Alabama. Let's be fucking real. <laughs> yeah, she's probably like a doctor of like, what, idiocy? Like, I, know it was a, I tried to make that joke. It wasn't a joke. Doctor of stupid. Doctor stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Doctor dumbass. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, my favorite thing is how Karens don't understand first come, first serve. Because I've been watching a lot of hairstylists, I mean hair appointment Karens, who can't understand that this person made this appointment before you, so they don't, so they get that time slot that you wanted. Yeah. And they're like, what, so my money's no good here? I'm like, no, it's just that they came first. It's like, how do you not understand this? You know what I've noticed as a hairstylist? um, I feel like Karens feel the most comfortable just abusing hairstylists and i don't know why oh yeah like servers and hairstylists and like they'll just try to walk all over everybody and just like make you cry at some points <laughs> it's like i know all the liabilities that go to like being a hairstylist but it's still like i have things that go into your body in my hands <laughs> i could be as petty as i damn well please 
I can give you a buzz cut. You can sue me. But guess who still has a buzz cut? I could drop this pair of scissors and um, it will not be my fault. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like I could give you E. coli and you could never know. Oh, my God. Because how many, how many pl- hands does the food go through? <laughs> I'm, it's I like remember. they're the rudest to the people that is like the closest to their safety. Yeah. And it's like, don't. Just be nice. Please. There's a razor right here. <laughs> I could just, end your entire life. Just, and that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> just don't treat retail workers, servers, hairstyles, anybody like shit please that's really the ending especially real retail workers because like i've worked retail and in the food industry um there have been many breakdowns that i've had in the back (laughs) oh yeah i just like i can't i remember i was at wendy's i know and i had this line like 10 people deep like it's like I couldn't even tell you how many were just in the lobby because there's four there's like three or four registers all being used and taken orders of like 10 people deep yeah. of lines. And this lady feels the need to come right up to the front of my register and like puts a burger there. And I'm just ignoring her. I'm like, I'm trying to do something. And she like just stands there and wait. And I just go, what? And she's like, would you want to eat that? I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and she's like, Ooh. and I'm like, I'm sorry, it's not perfectly symmetrical. It's like. It's in a wrapper. It could happen. Anything could happen from point A to point B. It's like, it's not always our fault. And like, why do you care so much about aesthetics? It's going in your body anyways. Oh my, I remember. I it's used all going to gonna work- be poop eventually. <laughs> I used to work at DSW and I fucking hated it there. I only worked there for like a month and a half in total. I remember one day there was like a line literally almost out the door. And I was the only cash register open and i was still new i was like two weeks in so i was still learning the registers Mm -hmm. so and then i kept on like using the speaker and calling and being like hey um can somebody come out here and help we have a really long line and i remember my manager at one point he just went on the speakerphone and was like i'm on my lunch break everybody's on their lunch break i can't come out there thanks and then one guy even came up and was like where is everybody? Like, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> it's like, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know what's worse, because at Wendy's, my manager tried to sleep with me, like, a lot. And even now, we're both in different jobs, and he still tries to sleep with me. Oh, Jesus. Is He's he not a bad-looking guy. He's just 5'7". Oh. <laughs> it's always the 5'7". He's not a bad-looking guy. I'm just too insecure in being a tall woman to do 5'7 king. Yeah. Sorry. Niall Horn is my 5'7 king and my only 5'7 king. I'm like as tall as the majority of One Direction. We both are. Yeah, we're both 5'8 for the listeners out oh, there. Oh, I know. Ziggy. It's ju- that's just like on the cusp of being an average sized woman. He wants to fight. My, my mom's home. Hi. We tried so hard to avoid her. We tried so hard and got so far. <laughs> But in the end, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Anyway.
so wait where, what were we talking about oh five seven we just got on a we got on a tangent of karen's talking about what kind of things we do in our podcast i don't even think has the actual podcast started <laughs> or is this all been intro <laughs> i feel like we should just skip the word generator and just go just keep going with this topic <laughs> i mean i was thinking today i'm like we should talk about like youtubers and stuff Oh my god. Let's talk about YouTubers, please. Who are your favorite YouTubers? <laughs> um I was doing PewDiePie for a while, but he's like he just like st- fell off the face of the earth and hasn't posted for like 2 or 3 weeks and he's been like posting every day. So I've been watching like old Jacksepticeye. Um I, I watched the Try Guys. I love Kelsey and Peachake. I don't know how you say it. But like I follow her Sims content. It's pretty entertaining. That's kind of the big ones off the top of my head. Watcher, uh, where Puppet History is from. I really like them. Watcher Watcher is okay. too pure for this world. I know. It's just like they could not put out a problematic video if they tried. Except when Ryan killed the pup, killed the professor. I still comment on their videos when they're <laughs> together and be like, Shane, get away from him. He killed the professor. <laughs> that was their worst mistake. Well, he says there's going to be a season five, so I'm interested in what's going to happen. I feel like they're just going to do like a time travel one since in the last video they were like, he is canonically dead. Oh, by the way, yesterday when I was editing the bon- the thing, all I could practice hear- episode. The practice episode. The entire time I could just hear you clicking on your keyboard and then slurping your Capri Sun. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like... Tiny little, like, sharp clicks. What grown adult drinks Capri Sun? Sierra. I drink apple juice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guess what my favorite drink is right now? That uh, Instagram, that TikTok apple juice? I've never seen TikTok TikTok apple juice, but I'm very curious. That's what you drink in that little glass bottle. That's exactly what it is. Oh, the Martinelli's? Mm Mm-hmm. I've been drinking that since I was a kid. But, um... I was doing the trend before the trend even began. <laughs> Me with winged eyeliner. Same. Like, there are some days where I go try to go for normal eyeliner, but then I still end up like Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I, I always do like a little. I can't like, I try doing just the bar, and I don't know how people do that. Like it's I, It just doesn't work for my eyes, honestly. I was just, I convinced myself from a young age that I had very small eyes and I need to make them look bigger. Which is actually not the case. I actually have pretty large eyes with real a lot of real estate. But <laughs> it's been ingrained in me. <laughs> See, I have big eyes, but zero lid space is the problem with me. <laughs> um, we were talking about YouTubers before this. How do we get to lid real estate? Um, anyway, my favorite YouTubers are... Um, I don't know. Oh, Emma Kenny. If you're into true crime and you want mm. a really good, like, psychological analysis, she's a psychologist, and she goes into, like, the minds of the crime being committed. So, like, very fun. I do also, like Bailey Sarian. Bailey? I love Bailey. I showed my mom Bailey Sarian, and she liked her, too. Yeah, I just go through cycles. Like, I just haven't been super interested in, like, beauty content at this moment in time. I do watch a lot of like history stuff too. Like I'll watch nutty history and weird history and like like what marriage customs were like in ancient India or like what hygiene practices were like during the plague and things like that. And they're very interesting. 
Oh, I, I love just watching, like, history documentaries, all that, like, ever since I was a kid. I love, I love learning about history. Yeah, I'm basically building my repertoire to be on Jeopardy. <laughs> didn't Alex Trebek die or something? Yes. I'm Rest sad in about peace, that. Alex. Because my friend and I, like, watch Jeopardy all the time. And, like... Who died? What? Meatloaf died. Oh, yeah, I did see that. What? How come nobody told me? Because it was just in passing. I haven't even registered it yet. Starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. No, but my friend and I will watch Jeopardy, like, religiously, but we'll only watch College Jeopardy because we actually have a chance in College Jeopardy. But I do – I am – a fiend at trivia. My friend doesn't play Trivial Pursuit with me anymore because I've beaten him almost every time. Really? And he just loves to win. He only picks games that we can, that he can win, so he'll never play Trivial Pursuit with me again. <laughs> He's petty like that. What was I gonna say? I don't. I don't remember. Like, what's your favorite thing about history? Like that <clears throat> you like watching stuff about? Um, marriage customs are really interesting to me. As well as, like, day-to-day life, like, normal life. Like, what life was like for them at the time. That's really interesting to me. And I... There's not anything that's too disinteresting to me. I prefer ancient history to, like, old history. But I don't really care much for modern history, like World War II, like, the the 1900s and the 1800s. Like, I'm not super interested in that because I feel like... Everyone talks about it in school, and I feel like I've heard it over and over. So I really enjoy ancient history or, like, really old history. My favorite things are, like, royalty and, like, um, just, like, everything to do with, like, the Roar of the Roses, like, Mm -hmm. um, the Tudors, especially Anastasia. Like, I've always been interested in, like, the Romanovs and, like, the downfall of Russia into Soviet. Yeah, mine has been, like, Norse mythology. Not so much Norse mythology, but, like, the Danes. Because I watched The Last Kingdom. I really like it. And I've been really into Vikings. As well as, like, I'm always interested to hear about ancient Greece and ancient Rome. And I've recently been kind of getting into feudal Japan. Just because I just, that's what's been popping up. And it's like, huh, I don't know much about them yet. So let's find out. But yeah, I kind of am just interested in gathering information from all over the place, like ancient Aztecs, Mayans, like I, as long as it's ancient history, I'm into it. Like I'm pretty much just kind of gathering for Jeopardy. <laughs> Waiting for the day that they call you and are like, Sierra, we need you. Can I play by myself so I'm guaranteed to win? <laughs> if it's only history-based Jeopardy. <laughs> Just, like, go on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader and you'll beat out all of those fifth graders. Oh, yeah. Fuck them kids. (laughs) Fuck them kids. I am smarter than a fifth grader. I teach them every day. (laughs) Except they did pull the wool over my eyes on one thing. Um, We're doing a song from Shrek called Let Your Freak Flag Fly. So we decided to make freak flags for the concert. And a bunch of them were doing Let's Go Brandon. And I didn't realize that was a euphemism for get fucked Biden, basically. And I was like, God damn it, it's too late to like, I'm just going to pretend it went over my head because it originally did. 
So I'm just like, if if there's something arises, I'm like, huh? God damn it. How old are these children? Fifth <laughs> graders. They're in fifth grade. Why? 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 I just, what <laughs> bugs me is like, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you believe. It's like, why do you have a political opinion Exactly. At 11, 12, however many years old. It's like, I wasn't thinking about that at all in fifth grade. Like, I don't, I haven't had a political opinion until I was like a junior in high high school. I didn't, ha- I didn't even pay attention to who was the president until like Obama. And that mm-hmm. was because he was like everywhere campaigning. I Yeah, on, I remember because I was originally as a child, very outraged at the ideas that he wanted to legalize abortion without knowing anything about it. But I was originally just incredibly outraged by it. But then I was like, oh, wait, here we are. <laughs> the liberals, the liberal can be. But yeah, like I, I noticed this when I was like student teaching as well. It's like we were watching Biden's inauguration, that one video of the, the young poet who wrote, who read her poem. And of course, the, my cooperating teacher had to start out as like, listen, this isn't political. This is about the rhythm of her speech and how she delivered her poem. And of course, they still had stuff to say about Biden and China and all this crap. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, what kind of half the time they're just I'm in the Midwest. So a lot of the time it's just they are the microphone, the parrot of their parent. Yeah. So it's like they're not really sure what they're spewing other than what their parents have been, what they've heard their parents talk about or things like that. And it's like I really could not care less what you are politically. It's just like those aren't true facts. That's not real. Yeah. And that's what's bugging me. And it's like the fact that they have all these opinions already. It's like no, it's like I mean, I don't care if you have a political opinion, but it's like be informed and be correct just like at any age it's like because what frustrates me about it is they're just megaphones for whatever their parents opinions are yeah so it's just that's what makes it annoying and i'm just like oh god i hate it here <laughs> i hope we get annexed by great britain again i know it's like why did we have to win that stupid fucking war Jesus Christ. We would have been so much better if we won that war. <laughs> if we lost that war. <laughs> I know. It's like, we could have been so fine. We could have been fine. But no. We just had to have our freedom. <laughs> I mean, when we were children, like every election year, we would have an election. I couldn't tell you how I voted for Al Gore and George Bush. I just like, I think I just voted the name I liked better in all honesty. And what's funny is I think Al Gore, Al Gore won in my elementary school. Really? <laughs> George Bush was not my president. <laughs> Mr. Man Bear Pig? <laughs> Mr. Man Bear Pig. Oh, my God. I still slightly believe in the family guy theory that if Al Gore was president, like, life could have been so much better. But Wait, I've never heard that theory. What is it? There's, like, an episode of, um, there's an episode of Family Guy where he, it's like a Back to the Future parody. He goes back in time, and instead of going on his date with Lois like he was supposed to, he ended up getting married to Molly Ringwald. Oh, I remember that episode. That was years yeah, ago. and yeah, and he ended up like coming back, and the president was Al Gore, and basically Brian was just like, "Dude, 
you marrying you mar- not marrying Lois was like the best thing that could have happened to this world. <laughs> and I slightly believe in the theory that Al Gore could have been a better president than George Bush. But I, that's just Family Guy. Like, don't take my opinions like for truth. I'm like, that was based on a Family Guy episode I watched. But I'm like, I, I wonder, could that possibly have happened? Wasn't wasn't Al Gore and Al Gore's or Al Gore's wife who tried to like make something about rock and roll where they like tried to make certain typical? Were they trying to make America typical? into Footloose? They, I think they were trying to make Tipper. That's her name. Tipper Gore. She tried Tipper? to... Basically, she blamed all the bad things in America on rock and roll and video games. Literally, the guy from Steel Panther had to go and like defend rock and roll, saying that he's Christian, too. What do you call Christian metal? Well, I mean... I Christian just- metal and Christian rock is its own genre. And like, I'm pretty sure the pop- most popular of Christian-based genres. Yeah. I want to see... like Wait... I remember seeing the video and he was just like reaming her a new one the entire time. It's like, how old? Is this like the 50s? What is this? What are you, Mamie Eisenhower? Like, come on. We're not blaming things on that. Throughout history, like rock and roll roll always gets like the brunt of everything. And it's like, find something better to do. Like, I don't believe in the whole video games thing. Like, I I can understand the capabilities to uh, imitate it. And I do understand, like, age restriction and things like that. And, like, it maybe a, a child should wait until they can understand the difference between reality and fantasy. Like, maybe young, young children shouldn't be playing video games like that. It's, like, I believe in the impression impressionability of video games, but I don't think the video game themselves are causing these children to act a certain way. So I looked it up. It was Dee Snyder who ripped Tipper Gore a new one. Basically, like, her whole defense was that they had a t-shirt with, like, a naked woman on it, and that was causing the downfall of children in America. And then he had to go up there and was like, we've never had, like, a naked anybody on our merch. If you can find that, please give that to me, because that's not us. (laughs) You heard it here first. Naked ladies are the number one reason for American downfall. And it's like, didn't... I feel like they got divorced right after because she cheated on Al Gore or something. And she's getting all mad about rock and roll? Well, they got divorced because of something. My mom's just giving her political opinions from the back. (laughs) Oh, I know. Her thing about video games is like, I understand the impressionability of it, but I don't think video games themselves are single-handedly causing children to be violent. I don't think you should let your four-year-old be playing the godfather, but um, it's not going to cause them it's not gonna be the sole reason that they shoot up a school if they do oh yeah i will but yeah the youngest school shooter was actually six years old he got mad at a person and just brought her gun just brought his father's gun to school and shot her in the back of the head i remember that oh my god yeah that's kind of where i draw the line and there's a woman in my school she actually graduated with me and she had a son and he is already having trouble in preschool because he cusses he's very violent because his mom is a twitch streamer so that's kind of all he's ever been around and it's like when you're learning that from the age that you're supposed to learn emotional uh emotional regulation and all that things when they're when you're being exposed to that from such a young age is all you're ever going to understand 
Because sometimes gamers are not exactly the most rational in terms of like the anger and the grr cussingness of it when they lose. And it's like, of course, a two, three year old is going to be very impressionable to that at that age. So it's like, yeah, like literally two, two year olds will say anything that they hear. Oh, yeah. You could tell them to say anything. They don't understand. Yeah. But that's how he knows to regulate his emotions is to scream and get angry because that's what he watched his mom do when he got when he was on when she was on Twitch or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, get about better idols. I don't think Jacksepticeye and PewDiePie are ruining America. I think they're the best. And Markiplier for that. Pewts, he is, he's honestly the king of YouTube. I will go down. Him and Jenna Marbles, like, I saw apparently he did a live stream where he said that he is getting tired of making this content. And I remember thinking... He's been doing a lot of reaction videos and not a lot of gaming. Yeah. And it's just like, I want him to do what's best for him. Like, what he feels is best for him. But also, I hope that he doesn't quit YouTube. And Oh, I know. The two... I'd be so upset. The royal YouTubers just gone. Oh, I know. I'm glad Jack is still around doing his thing. He's been going through a tough time. I love Jacksepticeye. And I miss Jenna Marbles more than life itself. Like, you have no idea. Like, her videos, like, her most recent video is almost two years old, and I'm getting really depressed about that. That's so But depressing. at least Julian is still. Julian still posts, and he's been doing a lot of dog content, which is all I can ask for because that's my favorite content from them. And they've been fostering dogs, and it's really cute. And they're also engaged, and I'm so okay with that. <laughs> I, I just dread the day that Julian announces that Mr. Marbles passed. Is gone. I know. I'm not ready. I'm not. I grew up with that dog. Like, know, seriously. We all grew up with that dog in a way. And Kermit, because Kermit's getting up there, too. He's almost 10 or 11, I think, at this point. Oh, I remember watching that vlog where she picked up Kermit from the airport when she was dating her first boyfriend. I know, and she was, like, bawling. It's like, at this point, I only know a life with Julian. I almost for- I like forgot about that guy. Wait, so what's your earliest memory of watching YouTube? Like, when did you first start watching YouTube? Um, I was at my grandmother's house. I was probably like 12 or 13. Um, and my cousin showed me How to Be Ninja by Niga Higa. Oh my God. And I just, he had like a little series. It was like How to Be Emo, How to Be Ninja, How to Be, um, what's the other one? How to Be Gangster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and they, I would sit and watch those and I would just crack up they were so funny i couldn't (laughs) handle it and of course fred i watched fred i've seen every episode of fred when i was a kid and like all the parodies of fred there's also this one guy he did like i am not insane or like the title is like i am not insane i'm not crazy and he would do stuff that was crazy like i'm really into like the helium voice and it was just crackhead content and it was so funny to me and I'll still get on occasionally and, like, it'll make me giggle. It's so funny. I remember the first time I ever went on YouTube, I was oh, in look. elementary school. I had to be in, like, third or fourth grade. And this kid was telling me about this video called, like, Food War or something where basically... Oh, Smosh? No, but it leads to Smosh. I basically it's a bunch of food items it's like a stop motion where these food items are going to war and they just kill each other 
And I tried looking it up, and it brought me to um, Smosh's Food Battle 2008. I watched it, and Smosh was my favorite YouTuber after that, YouTube channel after that. Oh, yeah, I watched a lot of Smosh. Like, I, uh, I can't remember the first video of Smosh I watched, but it was just became, I think it was Poke, something with Pokemon, maybe Pokemon in real life or something like that. It was Pokemon related, but it wasn't their infamous uh, lip syncing to Pokemon theme song. <laughs> but it's called, um, it's called, it's Make Me Bad. Um, these are very random and stupid, but hilarious. Wait, wait show that picture again. Oh, he, for a second I thought he was the YouTuber that went on a killing spree in Pennsylvania. Oh, I sure hope not. But he, um, he like, ends his video. He's like, some people say I'm psycho. I beg to differ. And then does all this crazy, hilarious, random stuff. And then he ends with, I'm not psycho. You're psycho. And it's just, it, it was really funny to me. Wait, what's his username? Make me bad. Um, 35. There's also the kid who did the really random and funny parodies of popular songs of the time. I was really, when I was young, I was really into parody songs because I thought they were funny as hell. Like Bart Baker was a big one for me and um, The Key of Awesome. Oh, yeah. But I was really into parody songs. I thought they were so funny. I have to find the kid who did the Fireflies one because that's the big um, one that people know. I remember when epic rap battles of history was big. Those were funny. I love epic rap battles of history. I got into it kind of late in life. Like, um, I can't exactly. I think it might have been eighth grade, actually, because I remember my uh, someone telling because we were learning about Beethoven in music class. So the person was like, can we watch Justin Bieber versus um, Beethoven? And she's like, I'll have to watch it before we do and I went and looked it up myself and ended up watching a whole bunch of it I'm like funny <laughs> I oh but it's this guy he does a lot of like funny it's so it... back when you could post just about anything on YouTube oh my god it's called kangaroos <laughs> they probably will eat you too which means you'll be dead and gone you will be missed so you better watch out he does a lot of weird parodies that i thought were hilarious as a kid i still kind of find him funny not gonna lie oh my god you know what made me feel ancient what what do you remember back when smosh was just anthony and ian and they did like a bunch of series where they brought on different types of YouTubers, and in one of them, mm -hmm. br they brought on Get Glam and Gore, Mikey. Oh, when did they? Oh, yeah. They brought on Mikey, and he, she turned them into like zombies and shit. With coffee grounds. Yeah, and then years later, they, they start dating. dating. I know. When I found out they were dating, I'm like, that is like a perfect match, honestly. And it's, they're like perfect for each other and i wish them nothing but oh, yeah. the best honestly same it's like that yes that makes 100 percent sense 
Yeah. My favorite Smosh thing was Ian is bored or Smosh is bored or lunchtime with Smosh. I remember those. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Or uh, mail time with Smosh. Oh my god. I remember I used to watch lunchtime with Smosh like all the time. And my favorite video, like the one that I still have memorized in my head to this day is Stop Copying Me. <laughs> like literally, I have that in the entire thing memorized. Like mine is the honey boo boo one. Bung fili foo squeam <laughs> That was so funny. I'm be Kalo man. Did you ever see the one where he, they collabed with Shane Dawson? I don't know. This was like way back in the day, like Did 2006, they end up 2007. It? I th- let me see if they deleted it. I think it's still up. They might have deleted it. You would after not believe Shane your eyes if ten million kangaroos Shane Dawson jumped out the closet was... and ate your food. I remember I started watching Shane Dawson. He was, along with Smosh, one of the first YouTubers I discovered, and I loved like Shanae and all that. I was never interested in him. I just never like, uh, not for any like prejudice. It was just like, mm, not it. Smosh, Bigfoot. Also, Nika Higa did the really funny, like really funny lip syncing videos. And I was also really weirdly interested in that, but they were so funny. There's one that is like, I think they privated on their video because it's ridiculous. They did the like most hilarious little music video to Fergalicious. That was like everything to me. It was so funny. It's still up. It's called Bigfoot is Gay. And Shane Dawson makes a cameo in it as Dane, Dane Shawson. Dane Shawson. What a name. It, what a name. My favorite side character in Smosh was Stevie. He, Hi, I guys. Stevie. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Stevie. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Stevie. My face like, okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. I think he's still around directing Smosh videos because he was in the background of one. Because I watch a lot of their BTS stuff, too. It's very entertaining. Oh, yeah, and they think, were in one. I think he was – he – was a producer and then he started doing Stevie while he was producing. Yeah, he was like a director or something. I thought he was a director, but Yeah. Had sad. <laughs> <laughs> call this the nostalgia episode because it's like half of the people are gonna be like, You're old. <laughs> it's just like Anthony Padilla was in Smosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 The I remember the emo cut. I remember when he cut his hair too. Oh, I that was I remember when Ian cut his hair. Like oh, that God. was when Ian dyed his hair blonde recently. I was like, "You do you, fam, I guess." Ugh. I just feel so old now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 24 years old. I'm 21. <laughs> I was still born in the 90s, so you were conscious in the 90s for like half a year let's be real though 97 that's a good amount of time that, in you the had, 90s you had three years in the 90s i also had a lot of older siblings that passed down their uh video games to me and all toys so i like grew up on nintendo 64 and i grew up on all the old nintendo consoles and i missed them because those were actually a lot of fun i remember when i was a kid i was like four and me, the kid next door, and then a kid down the street, the kid down the street had a GameCube. And we would all go over to his house, and we would play Super Mario on his GameCube. 
Mm-hmm. The, and I remember that was, I loved doing that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. My cousin had a GameCube and he had like all the games. Like he had cars and he had um, Monkey Ball, uh, Crash Bandicoot, freaking all the Super Marios, NASCAR. Like, and it was like, I would go, I would go over to his house and play with my other cousin all the time. Or we'd like beg him to bring it to my grandma's to play. And it was like so much fun because Monkey Ball had like challenges and it was like so much fun because the one was like, you had like a boxing glove and you had to like push him off the side. And that was such a fun game to play. Or like the only one I could, I always got second place. I was always so close, but like it was his GameCube. So he had honestly like him and my brother like always beat me and I was always so damn close. It's like, God damn it. Oh my God. I know. I'm so annoyed. But I grew up on 64. I would sneak down to my brother's room and play Super Mario all the time. Super Mario or Smash and Sonic. Bros. I remember when those were the shit. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sonic is making a comeback. I don't want it to make a comeback. This is not the No, I don't like the new Sonic. I don't like the new Sonic. I will say, I don't think Mario ever really went away. That's it, good marketing. Yeah, it's never gone away. Oh, yeah, but no, Sonic is coming back with a vengeance, and I don't like it. Me neither. The movie just, no. I haven't watched it yet, but I don't think I want to. I I haven't watched it. I saw the trailer, and I was like, no. Not my Sonic. I enjoy Jim Carrey, (laughs) but. See, I feel like Jim Carrey is, like, so past the point where he was like so popular that he's just trying so hard to be funny i know his recent stuff i mean i really liked mr popper's penguins but otherwise it's just like it's not jim carrey anymore it's like i remember because he's doing a bunch of kids movies and it's like this isn't real jim carrey comedy i remember back Sorry, in, jim carrey i remember back in 2019 he was on grand norton with lewis capaldi and a few other people and you know lewis capaldi right like mm-hmm. he oh. is possibly the funniest person in the world and I will die on that hill. And oh, like he's hilarious. And like he was so awkward in that interview. I remember a bunch of people commenting that they thought he was on like hard drugs or something and it's like no, he's definitely just like trying to compensate with being funny. And like Lewis he, or Jim? Lewis. I mean, yeah, what do you do in that situation when you're with like one of the known funniest people ever? And he was on one of the biggest talk shows in Great Britain, too. Yeah, sometimes Graham Norton, like, can put some very weird people, not not that the people are weird, but some very weird combinations together. Yeah, and it always works, too. Like, when um, it was Mar- Miriam Margulies and um, Will I Am, that, <laughs> that duo, I would never picture it in my wildest dreams. But it isn't that how, so like well. Julie Andrews became like buddies with like T Pain or yeah. Ice Cube or something like that? I think it was um, Fifty Cent. I think it was <laughs> um, because I remember I don't know if it was Julie Andrews, but he was talking about how he got shot in the face when he was younger, mm-hmm. and the bullet is still lodged in his tongue. And she was like, "Ooh, let me feel it," and he was like, "Oh," <laughs> as he was squeezing his tongue. Are you sure it wasn't Julie Andrews? It very, I think it was Jonah Hill and Julie Andrews. Fifty Cent, Graham Norton. Norton. Fifty 
you sent. Oh, it was Julie Walters. It was Dame Julie Walters. Ah. Uh, I know, everyone knows her from Harry Potter. I know her from Mamma Mia. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. She is such a funny lady, though. She is, truly. I thought I'd never say that. Let's see how many times Sierra coughs in this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it was a burp. Burps. I didn't cough in the other one. No, did you, I? you burped a few times, like very loudly, directly into the microphone. <laughs> and then you tried to eat the microphone at one point. <laughs> like Brittany Broski. <laughs> I'm actually like scared of her. I'm not scared. I'm jealous of her burps because like she can do this one. I was watching Zillow Gone Wild and she did a burp that was like, eh, 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 and I was like, the video she did what? with Trixie Mattel was genuinely the funniest video I've ever seen. Anything she does is like gold. I love her humor so much because it's like weird, gross humor. Both of them, honestly. I could watch <laughs> them till the day I die. But like I just love that like weird, like gross humor because it's like, I don't know. I just like when women don't care, you know? Yeah. Like, yes, we fart and burp and shit and it's hilarious every Wait, single time women fart i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> i just shit myself <laughs> no i didn't i'm fine oh my god Not i don't have to change my diaper today <laughs> thank you for that nickelodeon hi i'm paul I'm Paul, and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> How did that three-eyed monkey go from Nickelodeon to Disney Channel? I, I still don't know. I don't Is this Shane Top? Are you Shane Top? <laughs> He's Paul the monkey as he hops from Nickelodeon to Disney. He's been everywhere, literally. And I don't fully understand it. <laughs> I remember just like seeing him and Damien and Smosh for the first time, and I was like, you people look so familiar that I, I, you just look so familiar. Where are you from? And then yeah. I realized they were from so random. And I was like, if you're a true early 2000 kids, you will remember so random. So random. Oh my gosh. They had like performances on so random and it was very short lived, but they did a band called mindless behavior, which is actually a pretty good band for the time that it was. Mm -hmm. And they were like, maybe, I think they're the same age as me, maybe a little, like a year or two older. And like, I liked them. I, I had their CD, I liked them. But I remember my friend and I like freaked the fuck out because like, I've spent my entire life obsessed with, I've gone from just one boy band to another. Five Sauce is not a boy band, but the, it still stands. I went from uh, mindless behavior to One Direction to now Five Sauce. Even though it's just kind of been One Direction and Five Sauce in like one neat little package for my entire life thus far. Yeah. Like, it's like they were getting me ready for what One Direction was. The best things to ever come out of One Direction, my One Direction phase, was Little Mix and Five Sauce. I do enjoy Little Mix, but not to the same extent that I love Five Sauce. I, but like, if you put like a Little Mix song in front of me, I will enjoy it. But it's not like I like seek them out because I just kind of forget. You want to know what the very first 
song I downloaded on my iPod was the spinny iPod, Little Mix, Wings. <laughs> Mine was the entire Up All Night album. I think it was like, it was for me Wings and then um, You Don't Know You're Beautiful were the first two songs. You don't know you're beautiful. Oh, That's what makes you beautiful. Ooh, Maggie. Yeah, my and my. Fire. <laughs> also, I was right. This um, pop filter does smell like smoke. Nice. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what was your favorite thing to ever come out of YouTube, like drama-wise or anything? That's a hard one because I was not interested in the drama at the time. Like now, is like I'm very interested in whatever the fuck Tr- Trisha Paytas is doing. Like I can't stand their, uh, I can't stand them, but I'm really enjoying all the shit that they're up to. It's just like I, I tried for so many years to give Trisha the the benefit of the doubt, but every single time they just like fuck up so oh, much harder and when you think they can't fuck up more they manage to do it i know i didn't really get into the drama till i subscribed to pink news on snapchat but like the tiktoker drama is like i could not care less about i'm more into youtuber drama not tiktoker drama like i just i don't like to believe that there's like famous tiktokers because tiktok tiktok is such a personalized experience for the most part that i have never truly ran into any of their videos on my for you page you know how long i've been on youtube i remember when there was the viner versus youtube beef shit oh that was so funny like, when youtubers were gatekeeping viners from joining youtube oh yeah and it's like it was gabby hannah david dobrik liza koshi all of them and everybody was just like, "Don't! Why are you on YouTube? You have to stay on Vine." And now we're doing the we exact could do same without thing. the first two. Um, Gabby Hanna and David Dobrik. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I really liked David Dobrik for a long time. I mean, I used to like the Paul brothers, so we all we all make mistakes. Did I ever tell you how we found David Dobrik's house when I lived in LA? No. I lived in LA for about a year and right before the pandemic and i remember one night me and my friends were bored so she was like you guys want to drive around and i was like okay sure because she was the only one of us with a car so <laughs> um we started driving yeah, that's around. weird for me <laughs> and we lived in burbank and when you go towards like the city there's one neighborhood with like a big it's a giant hill with like all the richest houses Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure Callum Hood lives up there. What a guy. And, like, we were driving up there, and we saw this one house with, like, spotlights and lights everywhere. And we were like, who do you think lives there? And then we <laughs> recognized the side of the house, and we were like, that's David Dobrik's house. And we were this close to, like, going going up to his house and trying to, like, go into the party. I actually know a girl who got into one of his parties. Oh, ding dang. Like she was invited by a friend of hers and her friend was invited by David. Didn't he own like a house where a bunch of YouTubers lived together? Um, I think that's just the Paul, Jake Paul house. I thought he did something. He had like a thing with uh, Alex Ernst for a while and Dominic and stuff. What was that called again? It was like right in the beginning 
when he first started YouTube and they all shared like this little house in Studio City, West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it was like him, Alex Erz, Ernst, Zayn Hijazi, um, a few other Vine YouTubers. I'm not going to lie. I thought Alex Ernst was hilarious. See, I never really got into him, but I loved Zayn and Heath. <laughs> I do love Zayn and Heath. They're so funny. I, I still watch the Like, I still love their Vines, honestly. Oh, I will watch Vine compilations till the cows come home. <laughs> Christian Leave is like my favorite because it's such weird humor as well as Cole Hirsch. I love that type of humor. It's so funny. Oh, my God. Because there's one part where he's like, hey, babe, happy one year. And she goes, I'm 27. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, the punchlines are always, like, really unexpected. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, I just, Vine was too good for this world. And that's why she had to end. Oh, my gosh, yes. But it's like, I used to follow the Paul brothers, and then when they got on YouTube, I was like, we out of here. See, I, I, one of my favorite Viners, like my two top favorites, were Jesse Smiles and Gabby Hanna. And this was like back when they were like besties, before yeah. all this happened. Like, literally, I was a fan of Gabby Hanna up until, um, I think, like 2019, 2020. So a really long time. But um, I then like her energy was so like aggressive. I remember it. I didn't realize until years later. Not only did Jesse date Curtis Lepore, but like what he did to her. Yeah, I knew they dated. I remember seeing that on Vine. But as far as like what happened, no, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I never realized just how much shit she got to the to like the point she was forced to delete her Vine completely. God, and that whole thing that happened recently with Gabby Hanna and Jesse Smiles was a fucking shit show. The thing that I loved the most was when Joey Graceffa came out and like read her to Phil. And, and he's ex. not the problematic one at all. He, he's not. He won't douche. He's always the one that just like sits in the corner and just takes shit till the cows come home. He's the best. I watched a lot of Joey Graceffa and Marcus Butler too. See, I never, I never really liked Joey's content, but I liked him as a person. I still like him as a person. Oh, you know what I forgot? O2L. That was a thing. That was a fever dream. I was just thinking that. I'm like, I watched OTO, but mainly Connor Franta, JC Kalen, and... Uh, P and Lolly? Maybe. But, like, it was mainly JC Kalen. I had a huge crush on JC Kalen. See, I never really heard of JC Kalen and, like, all of them. I didn't even know. I knew about O2L. I'm, I'm lying. Sorry. Um. I mean, I wasn't, like, a huge, huge fan, but I kept up because my other friend was, like, uh, addicted. So, I was, like, I kept up to, like, have conversations with her about it pretty much. Oh, so, yeah. I'm a good friend. <laughs> That's what good friends do. <laughs> I have top coat on my finger. A girly... No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lordy B. I. What movie should we. You know, we should. When we get. What, like, have more people. Him? The Zodiac Killer? <gasps> I thought he was dead. No, that's the Zodiac Killer. Um, I'm from Michigan. Ted I Cruz? This in the boat in the story. But um, there was this kid who went missing like a couple months ago at MSU. He just disappeared off the face of the earth. And he was just found today in the river by MSU. I'm sending that to the group chat. The what was he doing? Was found in the river. 
No, the, it was just a picture of us. I was sending to the oh. group chat. I'm was sorry. Like, that was the wrong was time like, to do why that. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Cha-ching! Murder! Oh my. Smile! It's time for murder! Um, huh. But anyway, he was coming home from a walking home from a party and he disappeared and they just found his body in the river. In a van down by the river. I'm sorry. I feel like we shouldn't be making jokes, but that was kind of funny. I know. But I've... So, like, is there anything of foul play? Well, obviously, his body was found floating in a river. Was it in, anywhere in the vicinity? I don't... They just found it today, so, like, they... I don't think they've done, like, an autopsy or anything yet. Oh, I only say that because I knew a person who, like, fell down drunk and, like sustained a pretty bad head injury and basically died from it like they fell down a hill like billy may style except oh, that's how he passed i thought he had a heart attack no billy mays he was on a plane and like something happened where the baggage fell out of the upper compartment and hit him head in the head and he got Punk. a concussion and died oh yeah no i i mean i guess the same kind of concept they just fell down drunk on the cement and rolled down a hill and died that way Jeez. that's kind of what natasha richardson went too. she was the mom in the 90s uh parent trap there she was skiing and she fell and hit her head and by by the time uh paramedics arrived she was already gone i think or just unable to be saved jesus i know it's like crazy to me it was like one simple fall can like ruin your life but then there's times where it's like people can fall off into the grand canyon and survive you know who's who what always pisses me off like to this day how hollywood treated britney murphy like they oh treated, yeah they treat and anna like, nicole for that matter and anna nicole like people still Did they do that with Aaliyah a little bit too i think so but i don't think it got to the point like anna nicole and um britney murphy and britney spears were at and they still make fun of those for anna nicole yep. and she's gone it's like when someone's gone, you just like leave it. The only dead people that should be made fun of is Hitler. Okay. I was just gonna say that he's the only dead person. Well, and Benito Mussolini. It's just in general. It's just like that person's gone now and died. Like, why would you? I, I just, just something about making fun of dead people really just rubs me the wrong way. And it always, I always hated it. Like right before she died, SNL went and made a skit because. She was filming this movie in um, Puerto Rico, I think. Like Brittany Murphy? Yeah. And her husband threw a massive hissy fit, punched one of the crew, and she got kicked off the movie altogether. And she oh, ended up Lord. getting sick on that on that um, set, which is what led to her death. And SNL immediately was, like, making fun of her, like, dragging her so hard. And it wasn't even, like, funny either. It was, just, it was like, just dragging. It was just dragging for the sake of dragging. Mm -hmm. How Howard Stern talked to her, uh, uh, like while Ashton Kutcher was like there when they were dating, he was like calling. He's her. like done this multiple times and like talked to women patrons very horribly. He called her like a slut because she. It was rumored she was dating Eminem when she worked on Eight Mile. And saying, like, she's been with everybody, so you should be careful. Shut up. And it's like, everybody was, 
always fucking shitting on her and she and she didn't deserve it any of it like that's a person at the end of the day it's still a person yeah and i strongly believe that if she was still alive if she survived she would be getting justice like britney spears is getting now mm. no britney oh britney oh baby baby <laughs> do you remember that south park episode where like um the paparazzi were like following britney spears all over the place and she like tried to kill herself and just her like lower jaw was left oh god I was thinking of the episode where she had a contest with Mr. Slave. Wait, I don't remember that. Oh, that was Paris Hilton. That was Paris Hilton. Oh, I was going to say, I think they only did one episode on Britney Spears. Oh, the Paris Hilton one where she kidnapped Butters and made him into her pet. (laughs) And then had a fun little contest, a little friendly contest of seeing how much they could fit in their orifices. And then Mr. Slave just went... I'm going to say this right now. Um... (laughs) Wait, who was it that Mr. Slave shoved up his ass? Paris Hilton. Oh, it was Paris Hilton. I Pretty sure. He, I just remember he got like a head, a jump start, jumped up, and <laughs> just went whoop. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes me think of um, also the Jennifer Lopez video, the Which Jennifer one? Lopez episode, Wait, what where episode Cartman again? pretended to be Jennifer Lopez with her hand puppet, with his hand puppet. And made that stupid taco song. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was a fever dream. That was like one of the first episodes I remember watching of South Park was that episode. I'm just going to say this right now to everybody in the back. Um, South Park is the most progressive show in terms of like LGBTQ Honest. ever. And like you don't realize it until you really think about it. Because like they don't really like bashed in like the gay stereotypes like um normal media does and then they don't always do the thing where like oh this gay character gets aids and he dies eventually yeah they all make fun of everyone equally they hate everybody like no one is safe (laughs) it's not because of race or gender or sexual identity it's because they hate everybody (laughs) do you see this one little hair yes it's just like it's driving me crazy. <laughs> I just like, keep looking at it. It's like a little alfalfa sprig. <laughs> That's what I get for having short hair and layers. <laughs> Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. Like layers. You get it? We both have layers. My favorite, I I quote Shrek the Musical more than I do Shrek at this point. Really? What about parfaits? Everyone loves parfaits and they have layers. And they have layers. All right, Onion Boy. Onion Boy. Onision. Honestly, the most the iconic character. What? Onision was in Shrek the Musical. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> Who was he? Oh, Onion oh, Boy. Onis- I hate how much I watched Onision. I watched him. I believed him for a while. I watched him for a good two weeks, and then I saw through his bullshit. <laughs> I was like a little brainwashed by Onision for like a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I he has a weird thing for Andy Beersack too. Like it's really he's very weird. he 
he just has the personality and charm of a cult leader in all honesty he has the the per, a personality of like jim jones straight the fuck up yeah it's like abrasive but somehow like it draws you in in a way like i was really into him for a long time and like i believed everything he said and i'm like yeah and when i found out all the trouble he was into i was like what no and i'm like okay things are starting to make more sense now for a long time my like my guilds like hate watching was like onision not oh, like I his know. not his videos specifically like videos shitting on onision I'm not gonna lie, like, I didn't really watch all of him just, like, talking about stuff, but, like, the, he did a series, like, 10 Things I Hate About, and he okay. did one, <laughs> he had one where his mom came in, and he was, um, Hitler, and, like, it was, it was a little funny. Like, all the videos of him making fun of Hitler was a little funny, not gonna lie. I remember there was one video where he got Andy Beersack to, like, do a cameo in it. Oh, God. I and... remember how much he loved Andy Beersack. Yeah, like he's literally obsessed with him, and I still don't fully understand why. But Onision um, also had this character, like this kid character, Chibi. That oh, was yeah. actually kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie, I like Chibi. Chibi was funny. I don't really remember Chibi. Like Chibi was in a very few episodes, but like the ones that he was in, I was actually pretty uh, entertained by. I feel like talking about Onision is just like stroking his ego. I know. I'm like, uh, I feel bad talking about Onision right now and like Let, talking about the things I enjoyed about him. Let's, let's stop talking about him, please. No more Onision. <laughs> no, no more Onion Boy. Um, no more Onion Boy. You got, well, you got layers. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody loves Parfaits. Parfaits might have to be the best thing on the whole damn planet. He played Hamilton. No, he played Aaron Burr for a stint. He, he was a replacement on the tour, I think. Or in Chicago. Who? The guy who played Donkey. Uh Daniel Breaker. Bleaker. Breaker. It's Breaker or Bleaker. I can't remember. But he was, I think, a replacement for Aaron Burr in either Chicago or in the touring cast. He was the understudy? Mm Mm-hmm. No, he was. um, So, like, in Broadway, you have the headlining person. And then once they're kind of done with their stint, a replacement comes in. Oh, so he came after Aaron yeah Burr. he like took his job once he was done okay now of the you. actor before him okay it sucks because they can't get tony awards that way like they don't like you can get an award if you like were in the original cast of that production but like you can't get an award if you're like a replacement actor that's bullshit I know it's kind of weird i don't know all of the stuff my friend is watches the tonys every year could tell me more but, like, yeah, that's what I think you remember telling me. I'm like, I don't like that. Because I'd be like, oh, what about this person? Could they be get a Tony? And they're like, no, he was a replacement. And I'm like, he's way better. <laughs> you were a theater kid, right? Or were you just a um, marching band kid? I was a marching band. I also was in every single show and in the forensics team, speech and debate, whatever you call it, around the world. Uh, and I was in 15 shows in college. But, no, I wasn't a theater kid. I was a theater kid. I was um, a theater kid. I was one of those emo emo theater kids, um, where where uh, endangered species emo theater kids. I was emo um, on the inside. Yeah, I wanted to be emo so bad, but my mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> the most I was allowed to be emo was wearing black, all black. But um, I remember I started acting when I was like six, I think, 
and then I stopped doing like classes in like like the official classes not like school classes when I was like 14 Mm -hmm. and then I would do theater class like throughout high school so technically I did it till I was 18 oh yeah um I thought I I was convinced I was an opera singer as a five-year-old my mom said I was always like theatrical and like singing or listening to music or something but I didn't get the opportunity to like do some acting until I went to music camp in the summer and we did musical theater scenes and I think that very first semester of that very first year was Oklahoma I think pretty sure it was Oklahoma and I was part of a, a small scene and that was kind of my first experience and then that next year I I auditioned for the musical and I got like a pretty good role as a freshman and um I did every play I could in school we only had one a year and then in college I went haywire I had about five shows every semester give or take Jesus mm-hmm. I was uh, Elizabeth I was Elizabeth Bennett in um Kate Hamill's Pride and Prejudice that's kind of my biggest accomplishment I was also in Company by Stephen Sondheim very nice yeah that's probably like two of my I was also Mamma Mia I forgot I was in Mamma Mia those are probably my top three like favorite roles I was in Mamma Mia I played a uh, Julie Walters character, Rosie. Everyone said it was like, I got more cheers than the leads. Everyone thought it was like the perfect role for me and I was hilarious. These are my feedback. I don't believe this about myself. <laughs> but I had a good time. It was I the remember, best. I loved it. When I was a kid, I think my biggest role I ever got, I was, um, we did Hocus Pocus and I played um, Bette Midler's, which I forgot her name. Oh, and- I used to know it. And I remember after that, I always got tight. Is, is she Winifred? Winifred, yeah. I, I was Winifred. Mm. Um, but I remember after I played Winifred, I was like typecasted for like the funny um, one-liner characters. And I would always yeah. get, I would always get like the background characters with like five lines, like four mm. of those roles. And then I would never get like, an actual role after that and it was always the same girl um bella i always got the bitchy funny spunky character actress roles like the easy steal the easy show stealer roles like i was either a fucking bitch or hilarious i always got like the deadpan sarcastic ones i did that too that was a good big one like i was in a something called rancher mirage and i was a soon-to-be divorcee and a professor in college and my husband was just a big old pussy and I would just like berate him the entire show but I think it's because I thought he was um cheating on me the whole time and he never like defended himself so of course I just thought he was cheating on me so I was like wow you're a fucking asshole I also I was also the role I was just crazy enough to do whatever after I was in company where I had to uh, do a little strip tease on show on the show I was then typecast into those like succubus roles. Like I'm not a, my body is not a good looking body, but I took my clothes off a lot because I was the only one willing to do it. I I remember whenever I was in the I was a cast, seductress. I was the one who like did everything to get the laugh, and like oh I, yeah, I would do anything, and I think people would typecast me in these roles because like I'm like she's the one who'll do it like. 
She's like some of these roles were just like, well, no one else is going to do it. She'll do it. I remember it was always jarring to so many people because like I never talked, but I would always come out with like these one liners that everybody was like, she's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. When people were in shows with me, they never thought I was a serious actress because I never really took rehearsals very seriously. And I'm sure everyone was like, how did she get the role? But like once I was, it was an audience and it was like go time and it was tech week. I'm like, we snap into place. Oh, yeah. Because I got to the point in my acting career where like lines became a part of my person. And it's like, it was almost like I didn't have to be like, okay, what's the next line? It just like I became, they became like, I kind of just became that person and just knew what to say in that conversation. Like it became natural reactions and conversation that I was having, even though these were memorized lines. Yeah. Um... That sounds pretentious as hell, but yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? I don't remember what I was going to say. It'll probably come back to me in like two minutes. Maybe um, you can start looking up not the asshole content while I go poop. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> oh, okay. I really have to go. Go ahead. We'll, we'll cut all this out. Should I take my microphone with me? Um, <laughs> no, Louis Capaldi did that. No, was, you can't be Louis. <laughs> what? I went to a show right before COVID happened in San Diego and he brought his mic into the bathroom with him and you heard him fart and like pissing on the camera. That happened to me. I had my body mic on for one of my things and I had to go downstairs and change my clothes and they were, it was a good thing it was a tech night, but they were still working on it and like they forgot to turn me off and I like sneezed super loudly and then took a fat shit. <laughs> While a scene was going on, no less. But I, that was not my fault because i that was my time to get changed into my new costume for the next part. Oh, when you get back from taking your shit, I'll tell you that was the same concert I got into a fight with with the group of Scottish girls. <laughs> of course they're Scottish. They were drunk as fuck. Fucking <laughs> A. Jesus Christ, Sierra. Wait, so can I tell you about the time I got into a fight with the um, herd of Scottish girls? <laughs> you good, bro? Yeah. <laughs> just whisper the rest of this. <laughs> no. Anyway, the time I got into a fight with at the Lewis Capaldi show. Um, <laughs> the time, the story I never thought I'd tell in my entire life. Um, so I went to see him in 2019, September, I believe, in San Diego. And I had nothing to do that day. I didn't have work. So I got there extra early and I was one of the first people in line. And um, I ended up getting, like, right to barricade. And right before the opener came on, we heard, like, this group of girls screaming and shouting and all this shit. And they started pushing up towards the front. And right as the opener, like, came on, they were right behind me. And they stayed back there for a little bit. Um, the entire time the opener was on, they were yelling like some variation of you're so fucking hot you're so fit um all this to the opener after the Lord. opener after the opener left we were just standing there waiting for lewis to show up and they started like trying to shove past us to the barricade and i've been to many of metal shows i'm staying in my place and i'm never moving so they kept trying to push and i was like 
elbowing them back, me and this girl who were sitting next to me. And they were pushing so hard that the girl in front of me was being crushed. And I remember her boyfriend yelled at me. And I was like, it's them, not me, sis. Um, But I remember they were yelling. At a Louis Capaldi show. And at one point, the main girl threw her beer at me. Just threw it at me. Like, it was a metal thing. And I remember it hit the back of my head. And this entire side of my body was soaked in beer. That's the the point I lost my shit. And I turned around. I said, will you shut the fuck up? And she was like, why are you being so rude? And I was like, you just threw your really? fucking beer at me. You're the ones being fucking rude. You're screaming and shit. And then she tried making this goose like, oh, my friend's up there. Like, we're just trying to meet her. And I was like, bitch, you guys just came in. We all heard you. And then Go they with kept, your excuses. They kept trying to shove past us. And I kept telling them, no, you're going to stay back there. And they were ranting like stupid fucking Americans are so fucking rude. Why are they being such assholes? And I remember because you're trying to physically push your way past a place I already got. Like fuck off. I remember. Are we the rude ones in this situation? By the way, for context, if anybody doesn't know Louis Capaldi, he's Scottish, and Scottish. I swear to God, every single Irish and Scottish person in the world was at that show, (laughs) and I remember this irish dude from the other side of the venue yelled shut the fuck up get the fuck out and started chanting and the entire it was nile horn (laughs) he started chanting and we all started chanting get the fuck out get the fuck out and then security gtfo the part that pissed me off the most um there was this like very short asian girl the one whose boyfriend was yelling at me she was right in front of me and security started yelling at her as Racism. if she was as if she was the one who was causing all the issues and we were all like pointing at this girl these girls like kick them out right now and they ended up using their brains and kicking them out before you go <laughs> so anyway <laughs> is there something i could have said to make it all feel better <laughs> Lewis, if you listen to this, um, I'm the one who got into the fight and almost punched a bitch at your show in San Diego in 2019. <laughs> Why were they acting this way to Lewis Capaldi's show? At this point in his career, all of his songs were incredibly depressing. They are. That's why I was, my guard was so low. And that's why I was like not expecting it at all. I was not in the like, get prepared to be kicked in the face mood. <laughs> Oh, if that happens to me at Louie, we're going to have an issue. Oh, I've gotten But it's kicked, Kansas City. I've gotten kicked in the face many a times at many a shows. Let's get, let's fuck some shit up. Because I'm not I, taking that. Um. Oh, yeah, I elbowed a 14-year-old in the face at a Black Veil Bride show. <coughs> in Grand what are you Rapids. doing at a Black Veil Bride show if you're 14? I was 18. Oh, you're talking about her. Um. Yeah, she was being annoying as fuck. That's what you get for being 14. <laughs> anyway are we ready for the am i the asshole section yes i love giving my opinion about things here is the first one um by user slash throw throw are a waitress 109 um am i the asshole for leaving a bad review on a diner and ruining the waitress's life because she was complimenting my husband's eyes i'm gonna say yes my 
female 33 husband's male 30 birthday was several days ago we decided to go celebrate at a new diner invited by in-laws to join us throughout the entire celebration this 20-ish waitress who served our table kept acting strange she didn't take her eyes off my husband and threw some inappropriate comments at him and in front of us and she came as she came and went i was feeling uncomfortable but decided not to make a scene hoping she'd stop but when she brought the drinks she put them on the table leans close enough towards my husband thinking no one would hear but we heard what she said and it was like the sparkle of those eyes is igniting me p.s my, p.s my husband has electric blue eyes i was flabbergasted truly i couldn't believe what she just said i told her you know what you're being inappropriate right now and you need to stop she then smug smiled and turned around and walked away i got weird looks from my in-laws and it was awful from your you got the weird look what she got the weird looks from her in-laws like why white people okay thoughts so far um she is not the asshole the waitress is no Mm -mm. maybe not the entire diner should go down with her but that waitress can get fucked yeah um okay i got home and left a very bad review on the diner the next day i was contacted by the manager asking me to specify the bad experience i had at their diner and i tell him he then calls back and tells me their business is new and this kind of review might harm their reputation, then asks what it would take for me to take it down. I tell him some consequences to the waitress. He calls back to tell me he just fired her, but before I take down the review, I'm, contact- I'm contacted by the waitress on my SM social media telling me oh. that she didn't mean to cause disturbances, was just complimenting my husband's eyes but I ruined her career and caused her to potentially lose her apartment and become homeless after getting fired from the diner and being unable to pay rent. I didn't respond, but my in-laws pointed out that I overreacted and this stuff happens too often at diners and I just caused irreparable damage to this young lady's life over nothing. Also, my mother-in-law said that I must have done this because I felt jealous of the waitress. No. If you're watching the video, my blinking says everything. (laughs) just i'm confused like i hate when parents and laws do that kind of crap like or say oh you're just jealous and i'm like someone was being inappropriate so i told them they were being inappropriate and they decided to be a little shithead about it sometimes i feel like um husbands parents just say shit to start shit i know just because they don't like the daughter-in-law I just hate that whole culture of like, oh, you're just jealous. I'm like, it's there's not if someone is being inappropriate, you have every right to say that's inappropriate. Stop. And she did. She called her out for her shit. And she gave her a little smug little shit face smile. So it's like, okay, get fucked. Bye. You don't care. You yeah. have no remorse. I would think I would have just launched a complaint with the manager directly instead of doing a review. Yeah, just, I would have like I would have emailed them at least. Yeah, I would have gone to them directly in some uh way i was yeah. just complimenting your husband's eyes by getting this close to his face or no where no one can hear you excuse me to say to say um your eyes are igniting me that's not a compliment that's, that's kind just, of predatory that's i mean it's a compliment like, but it's not uh, blah, blah. that's like borderline foot and mouth that's borderline sexual harassment at that point yeah that's a, that's a very inappropriate comment to make by someone who's obviously with his, with his wife and family and you know it's you're not if you get that close to him for only him to hear it you know it's something you probably shouldn't be saying in front of everybody yeah and it's like i feel like 
everybody knows that waiters, bartenders, all that turn on like the charm and are like kind of flirty. Oh yeah, to like get sometimes, extra tips. sometimes they have no chill. I get it. And it's, I don't like do what you need to do to make your cash. Like go girl boss. But if you see a woman with them and it's like clear that they're together, like don't do that. Full stop. Yeah, it's just like use your mentality and cool down. Yeah. Name that movie. Wait, lose your... What did you say again? Use your mentality and cool down. Yeah, Lenora, your bosoms ain't nothing. <laughs> what movie is that? My brother wouldn't touch your titties with a 10-foot pole. He likes his woman bad, Lenora, not cheap. Is this Step Brothers? <laughs> Cry Baby. Oh, I've only seen that once. <laughs> Cry so. Baby. And I was you too, scorch me, man. I was too busy trying to like figure out what the plot was to pay attention to the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> they're juvenile delinquents. Oh, there's some edits. Would you like me to read them? Okay, edit number one. My review was left on the business's Facebook page. I was contacted by the men's manager via my phone number which was available on my profile but the waitress reached out via message edit two so i'm seeing a variety of opinions here of what i should have done or how i should have handled this i agree that i might have let things get out of hand but i had no plans to get her fired didn't even want the manager involved um just left the review and that was it also to all those asking insecure jealous much i'll give you the same answer i gave my mother-in-law i might have been but i just don't think that this was an appropriate way to act at work. Mm-mm. Fair. That is completely fair. I don't think it was appropriate. And you have every right to, like, even if you're, like, you have every right if something's making you uncomfortable to say, this is making me uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Like, That's I feel inappropriate. Like, especially men, I feel like they feel, they don't know how to say, like, they're feeling uncomfortable when women say, like, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like we should normalize, like, women can also sexually harass men. Yeah. Like, women aren't completely, like, absolved of saying whatever the fuck they want to men. It, it's Just think of it this way. If you said those, if you were a man and you said those exact same things to a woman, would you get... With her husband around. If some man oh, said yeah. that to you, would you feel uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially in the manner that she did that. If a man did that to me, I would, like, I'd immediately be like, no, sis. Back the fuck mm-mm. off. All right. Next one. Insecure, jealous much? Oh, this one's a little spicy. Spicy. Am I the asshole for demanding payment for lice treatment after his daughter brought it in my home? No. No. Off the bat, no. Mm-mm. Here's the story. Um, 33 female and I have three daughters, age 13, 11, and 8. I have been seeing my BF Chris for on the ups of a year and a half, and he has a daughter, Hannah, age 16. This whole fucking thing is baffling to me, so I don't blame you if you find this story hard to believe. I have a hard time believing that what's actually going on. I'm I'm hooked. So Hook, Hannah, line, sinker. <laughs> so Hannah is what an odd child. I say that with no disrespect. However, she takes shit to an extreme animal lover to the extreme vegan to the extreme etc mm-hmm. to a point i've met of, kids like that oh yeah i've i've met kids like that too 
I've met adults like that. <laughs> to a point of literally beating you with her words constantly about how trash you are if you even consider eating meat and there's like no stopping her either. I hate vegans like that. The self-righteous anyone. Like I hate anyone who believe like believes in something so hard that you're trash if you don't believe what they believe. Like any belief like that, people like that, I can't do it. Yeah. It's like PETA going so hard against um, meat eaters but at the same time they they euthanize like just as many dogs as like overfilled kill shelters do oh yeah like you're not saving any dogs lives you're just taking them from their homes and killing them mm-hmm. um we have tried getting a hold of it so has her father her mother nothing works now i didn't fucking realize that this animals are pure and can't be hurt attitude also includes bugs lice we have hannah every other weekend and had no idea she even had head lice up until recently when my oldest daughter started itching like crazy they share a bedroom and apparently brushed as well no don't share brushes because they do each other's hair so i go through my kid's head and she has lice i figured it was from school until hannah walked in on our conversation and very very blatantly said Oh, I've had them for, like, so long. Aren't they cute? <gasps> Aren't they cute? <sighs> this person literally said, excuse me? With two question marks. This is when she admitted that she already knew my kid would get it because she uses her brush, but not to worry because they don't do any harm, just itchiness. Hannah works part-time as a waitress for a local <gasps> restaurant, so I demanded she fork over, fork over the funds for lice shampoo since she knowingly gave it to my child and her dad agreed and also told her to go through her head as well if she wants to come back to our home. Hannah immediately flips out and says she refuses to kill an innocent creature or pay to have them killed simply because we are heartless and have no respect for living creatures. She is currently not allowed back at our house, her dad's decision not mine, as it was not my decision to make. We have been getting calls and texts from multiple different family members, except her mother, who was also at her wit's end, stating we are assholes for turning her back on a child simply because they have head lice and state we should be more accommodating, as in buy calves to wear when the kid is here. Am I the asshole? Did we take it too far? Uh, you did not take it too far. That's basic hygiene. <laughs> like, how... Like, how little do you have to wash your hair in order to get lice as a 16-year-old? Yeah, I thought this was, like, a child who, like, was just in her convictions. But the fact that she has a job and is at the point where she knows that this is not correct. And, and they do do harm. They create abrasions on your scalp. They, I'm not sure what other things they do, but it's, it's, there's a reason it itches because they're eating your skin and hair. Here's my perspective as a hairstylist. We are legally not allowed to work on somebody if they have lice. Because it contaminates your tools, right? And we can literally get our licenses taken away if we work on somebody with lice and then accidentally pass it down to somebody. So, like, the, it's not as, like, innocent as many people think. Like, you have to go to a special place just to get them, like, taken care of if you don't do it with, like, CVS brand lice remover dangers of not treating a lice outbreak yes let's read that actually while it is relatively infrequent kids scratching their heads can get secondary infections these can range from fairly mild to pretty severe 
You certainly don't want to put your child at risk of even more discomfort and the need for future treatments. My concern They bite is, you. My concern is to this girl works as a waitress. She's probably like itching her head and then handling food. Yeah. Lice gets in their food. That's nasty. That's fucking gross. And they can create um, red bumps on your head that can be infected with bacteria. Yeah. And become full-on infectious. Yeah. Infections. That's what I'm getting from this research. So, yes, they do affect you in some way or another. And it's like, it's completely fair. We are not accommodating parasites. Yeah, no. If somebody comes into my house, gives my kids lice, and then throws a fucking hissy fit about it... You're not allowed in my house after that. No, no, no. You are not allowed in this family after that. <laughs> I don't accommodate. It's like accommodating mice and termites in your home. No. They are. It is an infestation. It is a parasite. Literally. Like, fuck that shit. That's disgusting. Should we do like, one oh more? God. Should we do yes. one more before we end? Yes. Also, what is she... What did, how does she feel about dogs that come in infested with ticks and fleas? Oh, that's a great question. I want to hear Hannah's perspective on that. You gonna let that let those ticks kill that dog? Let the let them live in dis, horrible discomfort because of mange and fleas? Let me know. Okay, here's the last one we're gonna do. Um, user slash some underscore random underscore underscore girl. Me too. Mm -hmm. Am I the asshole for getting two freshmen suspended? Okay, so I, 16 female, was walking to the restroom. I got there, and when I was about to walk in, I heard some girl laughing. I waited by the door, mainly because I have a bit of social anxiety. While I was waiting, I heard one of the girls say, Go back to where you came from, you illegal. Then the other said, No one wants you here, go back to Mexico. Oh, mm -mm, I was mm -mm, shocked mm -mm. AF. When they walked out, it was two African-American girls. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. That. I feel like POC feel like they can get away with saying racist shit because POC can't be To other people of different POC. POC can't be racist. POC just can't be racist towards white people. And I say that with a grain of salt. Like, if you say white people should be, like, killed and they shouldn't be allowed to live, that's very racist. Yeah, but it's like, I honestly think for all the shit we've done to people of color, I think we can handle being a little oppressed and made fun of a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like people, white people shouldn't get as mad as they do over, like, whiteface. Oh, yeah. It's like, we've been doing it for years. We're yeah. just getting a taste of our own medicine. Sorry. I have seen some black creators on TikTok who give their perspective, like, um white face white face is basically just like not helping anybody which like i can get their perspective but it's also, just kind of an eye for an eye thing yeah and it's like i completely understand and i'm not gonna say no you can't do that because it's like we we deserve it honestly to get half of the shit that we did to them it's like and people are getting mad about it it's like white chicks that's a very funny movie like, that's a funny movie. No, I think no matter where you look at it, it's hilarious. And like that's white face. So Yeah, it's just like at this point, if they're like, we deserve it a little bit. Because it's just some of the shit we've done is just ridiculous. That like if they do even a little bit, it's like, I fine. I understand. <laughs> Ugh. 
Okay. So I went into the restroom and tried to see who they were talking to. It was a Hispanic girl. She was crying her eyes out. I asked if she was okay, why they were saying all that stuff to her. She said that they have been doing this mean to her since we had started school. She did have a heavy Spanish accent, more than mine. And as a Hispanic girl, I knew that she was feeling being told, go back to Mexico or you're an illegal. I don't know what came over me because all my anxiety was out of the window. And I helped calm the girl down and walked her to class. I asked her to speak to her teacher. Her teacher came out and I told her what happened. Her teacher brought an all brought all three of the girls out. The two bullies were mad and said that they were just joking and that me and the other girl should learn to take a joke. I then oh asked God. them, how would you feel if somebody came up to y'all and told y'all to go back to Africa? They said that I was racist and that I was in the wrong for saying that to them. It's just, it's the same thing you literally just said. It, it's literally the same exact thing, just with a different country. Yeah, it's the same thing she said. And she said it hypothetically. Like, how would you feel if I said that? Yeah. It's not like she actually said it to their face in the same fashion that they just did to this girl's face. Yeah, like, clearly, clearly, if that was a joke, y'all can't take a joke either. Um, but anyway, oh, yeah. I told them that's basically what they were saying to the Hispanic girl they didn't want to understand. The teacher sent them to the principal's office and they were suspended for three days. When I went back to class, I realized I was gone to the restroom for almost an hour. My teacher was mad, mad. She started yelling at me and asked me to explain myself. My teacher was understanding but said that I was in the wrong for saying, how would you feel if somebody told you to go back to Africa? If she was white, she would not be asked that. Mm -mm. She would not be told she was in the wrong. No, it's just like, I would be completely understanding. I'd be like, oh, well, thank you for doing that. I would like... I would like, I'm sorry for getting angry with you. Um, I completely understand why you did that. Yeah. Like some, I don't like this where like when teachers take this authority position, they have, they never admit that they're wrong at all. It's like, what does that do for you? Those are the worst teachers. Like, and it's just like, you're allowed. It's fine if you're like wrong sometimes. I do like, I'll apologize to my kids if I did something wrong. It's like, Treating, I'm so sorry. Treating students like people is so hard for you. Adults have such a hard time realizing that children deserve the same amount of respect as adults. Like people think that adults think that children are just like little miniature humans and like subhuman, and they are just like an adult's property until they turn eighteen. I'm very much into uh, you give respect, you get respect. Yeah. So it's like if I have disrespectful kids, I'm not – sorry, I'm not going to be very respectful. Like I'm civil in a way, but it's just like if I'm frustrated with them, they're going to know I'm frustrated with them. Yeah, and it's like if you're being an asshole to me, I'll be an asshole to you. But if you're not being an asshole to me, I'll treat you with respect. Yeah, in the classroom, I'm not so eye for an eye in a way. Like – I will match energy, but I also will like calmly explain like it's very frustrating how you're acting right now. And um, I don't want to, like I'll if I get angry, I'll be like, I don't want to act like this and I don't want to be rude and yelling at you. But how you're acting is very frustrating and it's hard for me to be calm. Like I'll tell them exactly how I feel and like yeah. they respect it. Half the time they do much better because it's just like treating them like a kid is not always 
the way to go. I mean, it's like, if you're wrong, like, I'll apologize. Like, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll fix that next time. Yeah. Anyway, I'll finish the... There's only, like, two sentences left. Oh. But... (laughs) Some of my friends are also saying I was in the wrong for saying that. I keep telling them that I didn't say it. All I asked was how they would feel about someone saying that. Um, so am I the asshole? Did I overreact? Was I wrong for getting them suspended? No, they deserve no. to be su- suspended. No, if someone came and told me, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Like if someone, as a teacher, if someone came and told me, I would have sent them to the office as well. Yeah. And it's like, so why is it okay that they said it to this girl? But they literally said the same thing. And that's what frustrates me. I'm not a person of color and do not understand these struggles. But in my eyes, I just see they said the exact same thing to this girl and no one's upset about. They're more upset about the fact that they said about the Africa thing. And I'm like, do you not like they said the exact same thing to somebody else? Yeah. And it's the same exact thing with the first story. If a white person said that to a Hispanic person, would they would that not be considered racist oh yeah it, it i mean is. in my classroom in my classroom i have a big like no hate speech policy if i hear anything even remotely racist i'm like you're gone yeah like i will send because we have certain like automatic like you do something you're automatically going to the office there's no like three strike rule or anything and of course that's cursing and i added hate speech and um racist things and so they don't do it in my classroom because I will not tolerate. I mean, I have a, I have a very small Hispanic population and like a single black child and the majority is white people, but I do will not tolerate any sort of racist speech. My best friend, she is Puerto Rican and Mexican. And like if anybody even insinuates anything like disrespectful, like backhanded, anything like that, I will literally mm-hmm. come for your throat. Like I will, oh, yeah, no. I will come for anybody's throat who disrespects my friends. I am that kind of person. But, like, especially if it is, like, racist. Like, no. Zero tolerance. Oh, yeah. Race is just a line you cannot cross for me. Like, I can't handle it. It drives me insane. Like, just hearing people use the N-word. Like, my, I have white friends who use it. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. You have no right to say that. Yeah. You exactly. sound ignorant as all hell. Mm. that makes me angry and then i also have that perspective too because um a lot of my cousins actually are like mixed like hispanic ecuador like all that so like also i hate the they immediately go go back to mexico and it's like any sort of like caramel colored person is that is that maybe not the correct thing to say but someone who's not anyone who is yeah (laughs) it's like they just automatically assume they're Hispanic. And it's like, I feel like like Middle Eastern people deal with this. And like, cause like once you get into that more ambiguous shade, they just automatically assume you're Hispanic and that you should go back to Mexico. And it's like, that's not always the case. Some of these people might be Eastern European or Middle Eastern or like Egyptian, things like that. It's like, you're just being, it's like a little more racist is just like, it's not even my race, like fucking A. racism was just like i wasn't really raised with it i feel like my dad was but my mom always was like don't say things like that that you sound so stupid and ignorant like i remember like i've i have made accidental racist comments because i wasn't even thinking about them 
by race, but it sounded like racist. Yeah. Like um, I have my grand my grandpa's uh sister adopted two African American children. Like, and so we, they, since they were babies, so they were raised in our family. And the little one, when she was like three or four years old, like she would just be so excited and she wanted to be cheerleader so bad. She would just like climb up your body to like come see you. And like, I want to be a cheerleader. And she would just jump, wrap her legs around you and you'd like have to hold her hands or she'd be cracking her head open. And I remember I'm like, oh, she used to be just a little monkey. And I was like, did not mean it like that. Like, I like, yeah. I don't even think about their race at all. That's just like, I'm like, oh, she's just a little monkey because she would climb up my body and like cling to me. And I'm like, oh my God, that's not what I meant. Oh my Lord. And it's like, that was not what I was meaning because it's like, I don't know. I'm just so used to them. And like, I just don't really see race. Like, it's just never been an issue for me. I've never felt like any prejudice towards someone of a different color or anything like that, anything like that, that I'll like accidentally say racist things that are not even meant to be racist at all. Cause I'm just like, and that happened to me. I was in choir and, um, I told you this story, but the people don't know. I was in choir and I had a friend who was black and he was walking in late and we had already split off into sectionals where here was the girls and the boys were in a different room. And he was walking in and just like being funny and like making comments, like being not disruptive, but just being silly. And I was like, okay, get out of here, go back with your own kind. And it was like, oh, God damn it. That's not what I meant. Like everyone was like, Sierra, what the fuck did you just say? And I'm like, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. It's just like the boys over there. I it's like, I just want to like bounce off something you said. Um, like, I don't really like when people say like I don't see race. Like, I know you didn't mean anything by bad by yeah. it. Yeah. But like when people say like I don't see race, that just kind of bothers me because like. Because I feel like it's going in an opposite direction. It's like not validating the struggles that they face and the ish and the things that they go through and like yeah. the prejudice they face yeah like you can see somebody's race and respect that and respect mm-hmm. like their culture and all that and just not be racist like yeah seeing, it's like seeing racist i think what i'm being racist mm-hmm. like that's what i was getting at is like if i see someone of a different race i don't have any sort of prejudice or like hate in my heart that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, I don't see, I don't see like their skin color isn't the first thing I notice about them, I guess. Yeah. It's like, or I just don't feel hateful or feel sort of anything towards them. Yeah. Like, I don't when I meet them at all. Like, it takes a lot for me to like genuinely not like somebody. I don't even hate anybody in my life. Yeah, I hate people casually. Like, there's people I'm like, oh, I hate you. And then there's some, there's like a few people I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you. Yeah. Like, I hate people like South Park hates people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter your race, sexual identity, anything. If I hate you, I hate Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's just like, people are always like, what was your first impression of me? And I'm like, it's so dumb. It's like bare bones minimum. Like I remember meeting one of my, uh, he used to be a really good friend. We're not really good friends anymore. But the first thing I was just like, whoa, that's a tall dude. You know, like that's all I thought. Like I don't, I'm very surface level with things. Like my first thought was just like, wow, he's tall. It's like, like I wasn't thinking, I think sometimes he is like nervous about meeting people is like, people are thinking like oh what a mega gay whatever because he's he's he is homosexual and 
And I feel like he fears that people are like, well, it's so gay, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, the first thing I thought was like, wow, what a tall person. <laughs> or something very like surface level. Like those kind of things don't like pass my mind when I meet people. <laughs> don't I'm, like pass through my mind. I'm literally one of those people like when I meet somebody, I'm just going to be like, that's a really cool shoelace. <laughs> I know it's like it's so blank slate with me when I meet people like it's just so blank slate it's like so it's like the first things I see I'm like nice smile or like just something very surface level yeah Cause that's one of my friends I was like you're you're tall that was a tall guy yeah we've been <laughs> doing this for be. such a long time <laughs> my audio says two hours and six minutes Jesus Christ should we just cut it here <laughs> thank you for listening to our relevant opinions thank you for listening to us ramble for two hours and six minutes that's Um, why we made this thing we greatly appreciate it if you're watching this on youtube please subscribe um for whatever this is i hope you Um, enjoyed our voices i I hope you enjoyed our voices stop it don't do that (laughs) all right peace out girl scouts peace out we love